Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Black Women's Stitch and the Stitch Please podcast is grateful for all the support that made So Black possible. Special thanks to our underwriters, Spoonflower. Thanks also to Moda for generous sponsorship. Thank you, Bernina, for your wonderful support. Thank you also to Amtrak for partnering with us. Special thanks to those who shared resources to equip the space. This includes AccuQuilt, Orafil, Crimson Tate, So Easy, Ruby Star Society, Free Spirit Fabrics, Kai Scissors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Special thanks to Focusrite for making the live recording possible through the donation of an audio interface, the Focusrite 18i8. Thanks to the Bridge PAI for the initial funding, and thanks also to the Modern Quilt Guild for their generous support. Thank you all so much for making this possible. Hey friends, hey, it's Lisa with Black Women's Stitch, and I am so excited to welcome you to Stitch, please. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode is taking place here, right here at the So Black Lounge at QuiltCon. We are at QuiltCon, the Modern Quilt Guild's annual convention. It's a 16,000 membership organization with about 10,000 people expected to come through this weekend. And some of them have been coming through this space and we are so glad of it. But before we get started with Janine LaCour, Janine LaCour, surface pattern designer, SCAD alum, brilliant creative mind, and Spoonflower genius. But before we jump into Janine, we are going to, that sounded totally inappropriate, but before we jump into (laughs) Janine's identity as a designer, um, we want to pay some bills. So I want to thank so much Spoonflower. So Black is underwritten by Spoonflower, and Janine LaCour is a Spoonflower designer. Every fabric in this space that is not black drape was designed by Janine LaCour. And I am very glad of that. <laughs> Thank you. A special shout out to Nefertiti Griggs, who is also in the house. She is also a Spoonflower designer, among other things. So special shout out to Neff, the corny rainbow. We love you. Uh, and you too can be a Spoonflower designer. If you've got a favorite photo, I have a picture of me and my sisters on a piano bench when we were little girls wearing a dresses that my grandmother had made us. And I turned that into a fabric. I made my mother a bag out of it. I made her a little wallet. I made her a little, and she just loves it. She loves showing her friends, pulling out her little bag with her daughters on it as little kids. She would much prefer the grandchildren be on it now. Um, so like, well, can you like change this and do something with, maybe, you know, let's put the kids on it. You know, um, but it's been really wonderful. So if you want to give it a try, design your own, or if you want to make and buy, make something out of these fabrics, you can buy them at at Spoonflower. I am wearing a dress 
that I have created from an in the folds pattern called a rush cutter. I'm wearing cotton sateen on the bodice and cotton lawn on the sleeves. And it's lovely. We are also grateful for sponsorship support from Moda and support also from Bernina. We are also thankful for material support. These are folks who gave us wonderful products to have the room be really nice and festive. And these are folks from AccuQuilt, Aurafil, Crimson Tate, Ruby Star Society, Free Spirit Fabrics, So Easy, Kai Scissors, and also a partnership with Amtrak. And a special shout out to the So Easy table for being really easy to transport a sewing machine and sew anywhere. It stores like underneath your bed. Um, it stores down to like maybe like four inches tall. It's wonderful. So I, I recommend you go check it out. So we are about to begin our conversation with Janine, and I am so excited. Spoonflower has a lot of designers and they actually have over, I think, a million, a million designs. Like they have a lot. Um, and what when I was looking for someone to, to, to talk about your work and your study of design really appeal in the way that you deliver your collections responded well to what I think the modern quilt guild is trying to like what, what a modern design would do can we get started Janine talking about your creative journey how did you get started did you, did you come from a background with a lot of sewing did you were you an artsy kid how did you end up at in, in the design space as like, when you were 16 years old thinking I'm going to apply to school and go to SCAD yeah. what's your early story well, first, thank you for oh, inviting yeah. me to this. This is amazing. You're so welcome. Um, I'm just thrilled to be here. Uh, I was pretty much an artsy kid. Um, I wanted to do something in design. My mom is very talented. She is an artist. She she just picks up things and draws them, and it's it's perfect. Like she has more of um sort of like um she's no training in it just this is just what she enjoyed doing and what she would do around us and activities with yes. um, me and my brother and so I basically kind of just knew I was going to do something creative I didn't know what it was going to be I didn't know how I was going to do it yeah. so um I we were living in Georgia I went to I was born in California but mm -hmm. my parents moved to Georgia when I was 12 and so in like Fayetteville, Fayette County area. And um, I, you know, I wanted to go to New York or back to L.A. Or yes. And my dad was like, you know what, it's cheaper if you stay in state. Mm. And I said, OK, I'm going to go to the expensive art school that is in the state. That's so right. Went, yeah. So I went to Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes. And I kind of towards my teen years got into fashion design. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well. Maybe maybe I'll do fashion, and that's that's what where it started. I went to SCAD. I I graduated with a degree in fashion design, and I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go with that. Mm -hmm. Like, was I enjoyed the construction of design? I enjoyed um, sort of like the pattern and draping aspects. Yes, and so. I kind of, when I graduated, I didn't know exactly where I was going to fall because I graduated in 2005. And so the economy was starting to get a little, little rocky, yeah. but there was a lot of like startup companies and stuff like that. And so I took some freelance jobs and um, I thought maybe I would do uh, flat, like the, the flat designs. So, yes. Yes. But, so like, like doing like the flat, like the, like the illustrations yes, for. Yes, but computer rendered. So that's what I thought I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And then I took a freelance um, job 
that was for a company in Italy that wanted their patterns for their scarves digitized. Okay. And I said, yes, I can do this. Not really knowing if I could do it. Like, I just said, yes, I, this is a job. I, yes. I need to take this. Job. Yes, yeah, job. job, money. Need job, to take it. money, thank you. Rent payment. <laughs> yes. Lunch. Like, yes. This will, I looked at, I'm working. Like, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm doing this. Italy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so I digitized some of their patterns in, in Illustrator. And um, they were like, this is great. Do you want to try designing some of them? And I was like, yes, of course. Yes, I, I can do that. Again, no real experience with textiles other than you know my fashion sort of what I learned yes, in school about yes. it and and stuff like that but no real experience on on how to like just learning the programs as I went along and um very trial and error if I was to look at those files now really that I created I, I would probably just is cringe like Listen. they're 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 probably so heavy so bulky there's I could have saved so much time if yeah, it's like if if we knew then what we know now. I love all of y'all who have listened to the Stitch Please podcast from the beginning because some of those episodes, them early <laughs> ones when I was recording in my son's room and you could hear the chair scrape out and you know somebody cooking in the background and I did not know what I was doing and I was learning as I go. So like yeah. that seems important. So how do you? Was it so much about, well, what was, what was more important to you at the time? Was it about like, you know, making your dad like, look, this was a good investment? Or did you see, do you feel as though by taking on these jobs, taking on these jobs without like the, you know, dreaming yourself into the position, mm -hmm. right? Like what, what, is, what is required for that? Like, what do you think made you say, hey, they're asking me to do this. Yeah. They believe I can do it. And so now I don't, I, I don't think I can do this, but yes, yes. I'm going to say yes before I know for sure. Yes. Why is that important to you? Well, I think it's because I, I have to tell myself sometimes to say yes. I have to tell myself sometimes to say like, no, I can't do this. This is too much. But I naturally probably would say no to a lot of things. So okay. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Okay. That, that confidence really wasn't there. Mm. And so I started saying yes to these things, but it was also just to find a space where I fit into design. I knew yes. I wanted to do design. Yes. I just didn't know exactly where I wanted to take it or where I saw myself going in the direction with it. Yes. So um, it was important for me to sort of try to be flexible in this mm. because yes, it would be very nice to, um, start immediately at a very prestigious fashion, yes. you know, designer or something like that. Yes. Like, yeah, that, that stress does seem overwhelming at the same time too. But it was one of those things that I thought maybe I just needed to find, I needed to be flexible and I needed to take the foundation and my understanding of design in general yes. and just apply it to some place. Right. Right. So try it. See if I like it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved working um, digitally, yeah. especially because it meant that I could make mistakes and just go back or I could change something up. So mm -hmm. if I didn't, if this color pattern and palette didn't work, I could just switch it up real quick and, right. and try another one. Right. And so it was a lot, there was a lot of freedom in that. Mm -hmm. And for me, who, you know, I think most artists, 
perfection is you know it's always the goal you know Mm. it's not really obtainable yeah but it is the goal is it your perfection whose perfection are you seeking oh mine probably like i'm harder on myself about my designs i'm like i don't know and someone's like i love that why why did you change it and i'm like well because this was off there was too much of this color dominating and i didn't think it was balanced just because i'm looking at it and i'm being very critical about it and so it it was just one of those things where I I kind of just told myself like you know this is a this is a form and this is a like um, a tool that you can use that will allow you to be a little bit more you know you you can strive to find that perfection even though I know it's not gonna always be right I'll That's still look at something and go I should have changed that <laughs> should have changed the configuration about it but that's that's always it it's true and and what I I love to hear you talk about design and I would love for you to kind of riff a little on is design is your favorite aspect of design because we know that design is a noun and design is a verb Mm -hmm. what is your favorite approach to design design as a verb or design as a noun um Hmm. I'm an English professor. I always yeah, ask questions yeah. like this. Like, you know, <laughs> who on earth is invested in the parts of speech as I am? Like, very few. I am like, always going around. I love words so much. It really annoys others. Um, but I'm re- I'm so curious. Like, because the noun is like, it's, it is. It's yes. stasis. It's there. You go to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Mm-hmm. But also design is something that you do and it's constantly in motion. Yeah. You know, so how do you balance like the, the idea of like product over process and what 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 design it what design itself as um as a category of expression? I think it's it's definitely the expression. That's mm. that is the way that I express a lot of my feelings and, and emotions about something. Really? Even though I don't really realize that I'm doing it. Hmm. There's sometimes when I, I just I am in a I am in a mood. Yes. And I will design kind of towards that mood, but not really realizing that it's happening okay. until I sort of look at it. I'll look at the finished design and I'll be like, Oh wow, that that's not where I thought I didn't think that I would it, it would go there or it would have that sort of feeling. Right. Um, and do you course correct when you do that? Or are you like, oh, no, no, this is great. This is. I don't. I try not to think about it all that much. Like it's it. I would say that for me, it's the act of doing it. That is the whole sort of the way that I that I approach it. Mm-hmm. And then whatever product it goes on, then that's that's fine because I don't necessarily design Unless I know specifics, unless the client is like, I need to have it on this product needs to be designed this way because of, you know, manufacturing sort of, yes. you know, parameters that I have to Right, stand. right. But if those don't exist, mm. then it's kind of how I feel. And, in, and if a client tells me what they want, like if they're just like, I love these things because this connects to, you know, a parent or, um, you know, a, the an experience that they had Mm -hmm. but they tell me that and i sort of will be like okay maybe there's a little bit of the emotion that they have towards it that i'm also like adding to it because i i want people to see my designs and to feel a particular way about it but i don't i don't i don't know how you're going to feel about it like i'm not i don't i don't want to project like what my feelings are about right i would rather them just because it's amazing to me when people do tell me Hmm. this makes me feel this way wow Okay. And so usually like when I when I describe my designs, I describe them as vibrant 
as joyful. Yes. And I don't always feel vibrant and joyful. <laughs> um, I don't, I, you know, I don't think I project that a lot, but I guess I do probably through mm-hmm. the, the things that I create. Absolutely. We are in a room right now with 110 yards of Janine LaCour's fabric. And it is beautiful. And when I put in the order, I made sure to get a few different bases so people could feel what the fabric is like. We have some cotton sateen. I believe we have some um, cotton cotton spandex, which is like my favorite. I love me some cotton spandex. But I would love to, if you if you felt comfortable, to talk a little bit about the pieces we have here. Oh, yeah. Um, can you share a little bit about, I'm going to start with my favorites. I love the shape of things. Yeah. I love the shape of things jumbo, and I love the shape of things small, which is back there in the back. And if you look, if you look like where Neff is right in front of, that's the shape of things. Is it jumbo? I think it is. I think this is a jumbo one. A jumbo, and then that other one was small. I yeah, think that's it was a small called. or a mini or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a mini. Can you talk about like what it means to build something out like this? Oh, and then um, the, we have a photographer here, a wonderful photographer, Drea, um, and she took a photo of me, and I looked at it, and when I was sitting... It was like this little crown was on top of my head. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, you know, so like, can you talk about the pieces and like yeah. what went into something like this? I see movement. I see y'all, you know, we can talk here. It's a studio audience. What do y'all see in this shape of things, Jumbo? What do you see? Y'all, what do y'all see? Joy. Yeah. Anybody else see anything else? Because I, I bet it's really trippy for you to like. Hear us see what we see. Yes. And I want to, I really want to hear what your goals were, not goals, but you know, you can't control how your work is interpreted. Artists never tried, I think, to, you can't, they can't care about that. Yeah. Color and how we shine. Yeah. I like that one. Movement. It's movement, moving. We moving. Yeah. I like all this. <laughs> this is this is so nice to hear because I I didn't really when I started designing this one, I think I just designed it. I started I opened up the file and I was like, I need I need to just start doing something. I, I can't remember if this was the there was a there are points where sometimes the block is is very real and I don't mm-hmm. feel like designing anything. I don't I just don't know like I'm like can I what what am I doing? Can I do this? Like yeah. what is this? And I just started um making shapes mm-hmm. and just sort of playing with it. And then I had this color palette that there a lot of my colors there are like a they're repeating color palettes that you'll mm-hmm. find in different prints. And I like to do take different prints and different um, like styled prints and use the same color palette mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and see how that changes. And this one was one, this color palette was there and then I just started like moving it around yeah. and kind of feeling where it should go. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, even though it, I thought, Oh, this is very simple. I don't know if this would work. Like I don't, there's something about it that just, it, I wasn't sure if it was like, didn't feel basic. Mm-hmm. But it definitely felt just um, kind of uncomplicated. And if you see some of my prints, they feel very complicated. Mm. And so I, I just put it up on Spoonflower because I was like, oh well, we'll see how it we'll see how it does. 
We'll see if this this catches on. And this is this is one of the more popular ones. So I guess I, I did something right. Yes, and I, I, yes. I did what I what I tried to do, but it's definitely it's nice to hear what everybody else you know feels when they see it. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's that that connects uh, it connects everything. Mm-hmm. Royalty, regal. Yeah, a lot of people say that because the crowns. They yeah. will say like, "Oh, did you intend to?" And I was like, "No, that wasn't it. I just like so the way that shape this, looked." You didn't think it was a crown? No, I just like I just thought. What, it, what I, did you think it was? It was a, it it's was a shape. just a shape. It was just an abstract shape. So like, this is a this is so wonderful because it's like I don't. I will do it, and I'm like, all right. Well, it's it's out in the it's out in the space. It's it's no longer kind of doesn't belong to me anymore. Yes. It, it's going to belong to whatever everybody else feels about yes. it. But it's amazing because I I've never actually looked at it and thought cra- a crown, like not once. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I just like this shape. This shape to me is a very powerful kind of shape, and you can turn it different ways. And so, yeah. Let it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So Black is made possible by some amazing people on the Black Women's Stitch team. Christina Gifford, Janelle Velasco, Latrice Samson Richards, Naomi P. Johnson, Shauna Jefferson, Jill Bates-Moore, Nikki Griffin, Coco Springer, Alicia Turlington, and Adrian Dent. And in full Snoop Dogg style, I'd like to thank myself for pulling this together and believing in me. Let's give it up for Lisa Woolford. And if you want to find out what's happening next, follow Black Women Stitch on TikTok and Instagram and sign up for our email list. Check out the Stitch Please podcast with new episodes every Wednesday, including episodes from QuiltCon, coming out soon. I love the idea of this dialogue, you know, that this is that all of this is like a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, you are in conversation with your own imagination as you go through to create these things and this process in some ways of continuing to convince yourself oh, or yeah. not, if not convince, remind. I don't know, like when you when you go to sit, this idea that you created this, you were, you were getting through a significant creative block mm-hmm. and we're like, you know, just do something. Just start. Oh, yeah, that that's I have to tell myself, just start. Just do it. You can do it like it's it'll be OK. For every project? Not for every project. Just when that when that sort of um, I would say like I wouldn't say that I'm uninspired because there are things that I, I'm thinking about and I'm like, oh, I want to do that or I'll write it down. Yeah. I have like, you know just journals of things that I'm like, this right. is what I, I need more of these. I wanted to do these, but it's just the starting point sometimes yes. isn't there. Yes. And so a lot of times I'll just, I consider them kind of like exercises. Mm. But when I think about it now, like all those, a lot of those exercises turn out to be patterns that I end up really liking Yes, because it's probably, I don't have the pressure of having to design for someone else's yes. taste. I'm just sort of letting whatever happen happen. Mm. And so it does feel very freeing, but while it's happening, I don't necessarily I'm not I'm not sensing that yet. <laughs> just cuz I'm like right now I feel the pressure of being like, like I'm not feeling can free. I'm yeah, not feeling free. Can I design this? Like is it gone? It's just this kind of thing that you, you know, keep going. But like you said about conversation and having conversational like things. There is 
in pattern uh, printmaking, pattern design, there are conversational prints. They're meant to be things that, like, when you see them, they're kind of one-off, sort of. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily fit in categories and stuff like that. And so when, like, I, if you go to my website, there's conversational prints. They don't really fit anywhere. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're not geometric. They're not floral. They're not, you know, animal or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, organic. They're just... Maybe like I have one that there's just like little skier skiing, and I just yes, like the yes, shape I of that. that was it was cute. Yeah, the yeah. little alpine things, and yeah. the little the little log, the little cabins, yeah. and the little lifts. That, that just was cute. random things that I think, oh, that would be an that's an interesting idea. Yeah, and usually those, you know, ends up I you know conversational because people see them, and they're like, oh, look at this, this has this on it, and people will talk to you yeah. like when you have them on because I'll be like, oh, I see this, I see that. So I like doing those. I mm-hmm. I like designing in all these sort of ranges, geometric, floral, traditional, sometimes conversational, yes, but yes. it, it definitely, I think that the, when I hear people talk about them or say how they feel about it, that's really a thing that, that I, I get to get from it. Yeah. Like I can take from it and be like, thank you. Like this makes me feel good about what I'm doing and creating. Oh, that it's wonderful because I just think it is so vital that we are able to recognize the work of a creative who has to be creative for a job, mm. right? Yeah. Like, you know, you can't afford to only work when you are inspired, right? If you take a contract from a company or an organization and they're going to pay you a certain rate to produce a certain outcome and you're like, okay, I did. You're like, okay, well now go make, go make art. Go, yeah. art, go oh. art something. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's very hard to just get in that space sometimes Mm. and especially when you know it's like kind of like a uh, okay now do it yeah yeah. you can do it and then you have to tell yourself yeah I can but maybe today I wanted to just sit and and just kind of like you know do stuff around the house or do nothing around the house maybe today I'm just watching tv (laughs) and suddenly I'm zoned out and I'm like I should be working I should be working and I'm like but but I but I I can't, or I just feel like it. It's just not there. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, there's there's a day that I'll be like, "Well, it's there," and I. But the the pressure sometimes to keep going, keep mm-hmm. doing it, because I think you know you see other people and you're just like, "Why are you, are you making this stuff like every single day? Like a new like I don't do the art challenges that you see sometimes. Oh yeah, and that's because I just I don't think I can. That seems like a lot of pressure on me mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. every day, create something yes, new. Yes, like one, 365 days of blank. So every day you you make a, a sketch yeah. or this or that. And yeah, and I think, but for some people I do get that that is, they can do that. And I am, I am like, hats off to you because I, I can't. There's <laughs> no way that I can do that. That I will, I will, you know, stress myself out. Yeah, you won't, it won't be, you won't enjoy it. Yeah, I will. I will get tired and frustrated with it because mm-hmm. I'll be like, Ugh. but I get, I get the exercise of it. Yes, and in theory, sure, it's it sounds good, but I, I definitely, I try. I'm like, no, I don't. That's not me. I have to. There are sometimes when I am designing a lot. Yes, and tons and tons and tons, mm-hmm. and then there are there's maybe you know a couple of days of the week where I'm just like, I can't, there's I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. Well, in Well, you need to replenish. Yeah, you know, like you can't. Like everyone says it. Everyone knows that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And if you imagine your creativity that way, you've got to fill yourself up. 
in some ways to recharge your own batteries and your own creative energies. Let me ask you about another piece. Tell me about this one. This one, the 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 what what, what one is that called? It's like a. Oh. It's, it's one of the modernists. It's a modern, is it a modern the, geo? Yeah, there's like a couple of modern geos. There's like one, two, three, four. Four, like yeah, it's one the of series. the modern geos. Yeah, yeah. And we really like the colors. And something when we were choosing the fabrics, we were trying to connect them by color to tell a color story. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, do you remember what you were thinking? Yeah, I think with a lot of this, it's just me taking, just kind of like creating elements. And I do like, um, very structured things yes um and so that is probably what i was I don't, like it's so hard to think what i was doing at this point but i just kind of started playing with stuff and cutting out spaces mm -hmm. and being like well this fits here and i do like mm -hmm. symmetry yes and so this is just very this is very comforting this is one of my favorite prints because is it's very it? relaxing Tell me more about the relax, because it seems really active to me. The orange, the it does. Blue, it feels active to me. It doesn't feel relaxing. It, Tell me where the relaxation is for you in this piece. For me, it's it's a little bit in the color palette. Okay. Yes. I, I love it. It has. This is something that I would be like, well, that's water. Yeah. And so, okay. yeah, like something that's very in wow. as a calming sort of oh, color palette yeah. for me. So, because a lot of my color palettes, they have a lot of bright colors. I love yellow mm -hmm. um so a lot of them have yellows in it yeah and uh i just think when i see this one it's it's green but it's it's soft and yes. it's, it has like they has like tonal colors that are i feel are very soft and very calming yeah so just staring at it for a long time it's kind of nice because your eye does move around it yeah but it's very sort of like it centers me when i look at it it centers me when I look yeah. at it, yeah, it centers me. When I look at it, mm -hmm. it's listen, <laughs> listen. There's something beautiful in that phrase, and isn't that an affirmation we all need, just for the daily? Oh yeah, that's a lot of a lot of my thing is how do I how do I just sort of center myself. Because I can get very anxious, I can get very stressed, I can work myself up very quickly. It's a talent. Were you there? Are yeah. we? Are we? Are we? Are we the same person? <laughs> it, it, it is a talent. Oh, my yeah. parents could tell I'm you. Good at it. They're like, Zine, that's not happening." And I'm like, "Well, you don't think it is, but right now my brain is telling me it's happening." <laughs> and so, I need to find things that I can focus on. Yes. And things that'll give me kind of just like a little bit of like everything's okay. Yes. It may not be okay, but right now just look at this. Yes. Just yes. stare at that for a little bit and then maybe you'll figure it out or maybe you won't. And one of the things I appreciate about when you turned it to water, when you turned that aqua and turquoise into water, mm -hmm. it really shifted so much about what I was thinking that was solid into liquid. Yeah, because it has a flow air. to it. Like into yeah, your eye oh. sort of like moves around it, and you kind of look at different spaces, but mm -hmm. you don't really know what it is. That's right. That's and right. So that's why I think of it because this this particular one has a different color palette too. That's more yellow. Yes, yellow, blue, and red, and that's okay. very active. Yes, and it has a. I feel like it has a stronger sort of feel to it. Like it feels yes. very heavy. It feels yes. very direct. Yes. Whereas this is yes. the softer version of the it. The softer version. The softer. I try to. 
I try to create color palettes that are one that is very dominant in your face, very strong, very bold. And then I try to do ones that are still bold in a bold color. Yes. But are a little bit calmer. Nice. A little settled. A little bit like it's not as loud. It's not as vibrant. Yes. But it still has um, a nice flow to it. Love that. Um, and so I think we're ready to wrap up. And I will have to ask you the slogan of the slitch, the, the slogan of the Stitch Please podcast is We will help you get your stitch together. And I'm <laughs> going to ask you, Janine LaCour, surface pattern designer, what advice would you have for our listeners, the folks here today, the folks who will listen to this episode in the future? What advice would you share with us to help us get our stitch together? Oh, that's a big question. I know. Um, and there's no wrong answer. So that's the easy thing. You I would say, um, for me, as far as where I see myself with career, is that being flexible and sort of like letting, going on a journey with the things that I've that I've worked with. I've maybe I thought, oh, this was I was only going to do an, work in apparel, and now it's it's moved on to here. Like I just took the design, my design sort of education, and just sort of pushed it to another thing. Yes, but. By saying, by being flexible, I'm able to sort of, I I don't lock myself into one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm always growing with that. I'm taking on new challenges. I'm uh, doing things that maybe are a little bit out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and that I normally would be like, well, I don't don't think that's for me or I should be in that space. But being like, well, no, I'm going to try this. They think I can do this or, you know, I feel like I can do this. Yes. So I would say like flexibility with your sort of design choices and and things that you want to do and kind of like pushing yourself a little bit and and growing from that. Yes. Because if you if you're not curious about it, if you don't, if you don't. Like, what is the point? Yeah. Like, you, you never, you don't know everything. You don't. So, and it's okay not to know something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, that's kind of how I just sort of move through life is generally being like a little, is being curious about stuff. Yes. And just sort of seeing where it takes me. Yeah. And, you know, just doing that. I love that. All okay. right. Janine, thank you. I, how did I even get in touch with you? Did I email? Oh, I think I, I messaged, I, mess, I emailed her and I copied her message on Instagram and I said, I'm Black Women Stitch. Um, we're coming to QuiltCon. We want to center blackness. We want to celebrate blackness. We want to center, and you are part of that. Spoonflower sponsors. You got great fabrics, et cetera, et cetera. And she was just like, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, there's a lot of that. What? <laughs> oh, what? Huh. And so like the first th- 45 minutes was that. Yes. And then yes. after that, we had like an actual conversation with words going, where she was more than one word exclamations. And- I think you you asked me how much fabric do you think that you ordered for this event? And I was like, I don't know, maybe 20? Yeah, she was like, 20 you? yards? I, like, I said, well, how much do you think is a lot? She's like, well, a lot to me is five yards. And I'm like, well, it's not that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, 20? I don't... And I was like, no, we got 110. Yeah. And so... I was telling her, I was like, please come and see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm come so and glad. see it. I'm so glad. And I'm just so honored. And it's, this is, it's overwhelming, but in the best way. Yeah. In the best way. And for me, this is what community looks like. Yes. This is one of the reasons that like I, I do my, my, my background coming into this space is as an organizer. It is as an activist. It was pushed by, as some of y'all might have heard yesterday, my own pivoting 
um, away from, you know, white dominated spaces and deliberately seeking blackness and seeking a black fullness. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when you shift your vision a little bit, just a little bit, it doesn't have to be a lot. I am just so honored and grateful for you and what you've done and that there are so many others out there that are doing it and being possibility models for other folks. And I'm just so glad that we could be sitting here together today, surrounded by your fabric, <laughs> surrounded you. by the beauty that you've created and allowing us to create beautiful things with it. Right. Like, thank you. Let's oh, give it up. Thank again. You. <laughs> You've been listening to the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out with, to us with questions, you can contact us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you can find Black Women Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really, really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcasts um, directories or services allow for reviews but for those who do for those that have like a star rating or just ask for a few comments if you could share those comments and say nice things about us at the Stitch Please podcast that is incredibly helpful thank you so much come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together <laughs> <laughs>